Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We're starting a new series today and it's called Get Connected. Because every person in this world craves connection. Even us introverts, that's me. Even us introverts crave connection. The reason we all crave connection in some ways is because God created us for connection. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about how getting connected here at C3 Watson is going to help you. It's going to grow you. You know, that's what we want to do here, you know. We want to help you. We want to bless you. We want to grow you. Getting connected here, I want to tell you, will expand the territory of your life. It will. If you get connected and get into community here, it will expand the territory of your life. Because getting to know some of you, I don't know all of you, but I know some of you, getting to know some of you has blessed me. And it has expanded the territory of my life as I've, you know, rubbed up against you as you've said things to me and I've said things to you. It's community, it's, it's Ecclesiastes, it's Ecclesiastes, it's iron sharpening iron. I thank God for all of you, all of you. Thank you, Jesus, for all of the great people in this place. I thank God for the people who have known me before I even had children. There are people in this church that know, have known me since, and that was a long time ago. I thank God for the ladies that I got to know last year in my group, who I can just talk to them now. I didn't know them very well, but now I just, we can just have conversations with them because we've connected, we got connected. The Bible does not talk about the solitary Christian, living life on their own, doing life on their own. The Bible talks about community. Even God himself is a community, three in one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Creation was not complete. There was Adam, there were the animals, and there was Adam, but creation was not complete. Adam needed Eve before humanity was whole. God doesn't work with individuals in isolation, but he works with people in community. This is the biblical command, and it's how he wants us to live our lives. Jesus himself lived and worked with 12 disciples in community. The church was formed when 120 people were together in in the upper room in Acts 2. So if you're living life on your own, come on in and get connected. We want you to come on in and get connected. It's our prayer here at C3 Watson that every person in our church would find connection here, would find a place where they belong. And the reason for that is this, not just because it sounds like a nice little something, the reason for that is this, it's because from a place of connection, it's from that place that we get to live out all that God has for us to do here on this planet. It's from a place of connection that you get to live out what God has for you to do. 
Because he does, God does not work with individuals in isolation, but with people in community. My destiny is tied up in the people around me. And it's same, the same for you. I thank God for the people that he has connected me with over the years, many different people over the years. And it's not a coincidence. If God has called you here to this place, and you don't have to be called here to this place, you go where God has called you to be. But if he's called you here to this place, come on in and get connected. Because all that God has for you to do only happens through that place of connection. We need you, but you also need us. I need you. So what are we here to do? Together, as a church, our mission is the same as every other church's mission. Your mission is the same as every other Christian. The outworking of it may be different depending on the context, but the mission is the same, and it's Matthew 28, and it says this, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. While we are here on earth, it's our job to make Jesus known, to make disciples. Our mission as a church is to connect people to Jesus. It's to connect people to Jesus. It's so important and it is our first priority. Jesus' last and final instruction to his disciples was to make disciples. You've been given something, guys. You've been given something, church. But it's not just for you. You've got the good news, but it's not just for you. It's for everyone you meet, so let them know. By showing them, by telling them, by imploring them. So who do you have? That's my question to you today. Who do you have? Who are your people? Who are your people that you're showing the love of Christ to? Who are your people that you're praying for? Who are your people that you are loving on in Jesus' name? Who are your people? I have four of them. Think about who they are. Identify them if you don't know. We should never lose the truth that the gospel isn't only good news, and it is good news, but the gospel is so powerful. The gospel is the power of God for salvation. Now, I can say that word. I can say that line. It's the power of God for salvation. What does that mean? It's the power of God to change someone's eternal destiny. Hey, Now that's good news. It's the power of God to change someone's spiritual DNA. Isn't that amazing? It's the power of God to change someone's destiny, to bring victory to a person's life, to bring freedom to a person's life. Well, I can get excited about that. That is what the gospel is. And one of the values of our church is growth. And I want to talk about the two aspects of growth that are the values of our church. The first reason why growth is a value of our church is actually about what I've been talking about today. 
is that we want to grow numerically, not because we want a big church. We want to grow. We want our church to grow because our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. It's simply this, to connect people to Jesus. And we know that while there are still people in Watson and North Canberra and Canberra and in our region who don't know Jesus, our mission is to connect people to him. True? So, Paul and I oversee three churches in our country. I was trying to think of where they all were. Yes, they're, in, they're all in Australia. And we were driving, at some point last year, we were driving to Bathurst. Who knows where Bathurst is? It's somewhere up there. It's actually beautiful. I hadn't, I've never been before and it's a beautiful place, beautiful country town. Anyway, we were driving through Goulburn. Who knows where Goulburn is? who used to stop at the Maccas at Goulburn years ago on the way to Sydney. Some of you are too young to remember, but that's where we used to all stop on the way. I often wonder how they've... Anyway, no. Don't go there. Come back. We're driving through Goulburn. We were chatting, as we do. And I felt the Holy Spirit start to speak to me, so I actually stopped chatting, which does happen occasionally. And um, I said, honey... I feel like God is talking to me right now. I think he wants us to start something in Goulburn. And Paul said, wow, okay. And we were just chatting, talking, talking, talking. And it felt good to us and the Holy Spirit that we start something in Goulburn. So this year, Paul, my husband, who does exist, he's in Kids Church if you've never met him. (laughs) And he's preaching next week which is going to be awesome. Um, He's going to be starting something midweek. It's going to start up as a group and we're going to see where God takes us because we believe that the planting of churches is the most effective way to make Jesus known and to connect people to Jesus. So you might be sitting here today and go, hmm, I feel like the Holy Spirit's speaking to me about that. Well, if you, if you are, and if you would like to be involved in that, Paul would love to chat with you. Or you can email the office. Midweek, group. Once a week, might be once a fortnight, he knows the detail. Chat to him. But that's exciting, isn't it? We have identified a number of different campuses or churches that we will plant out of this church. That is just one of them. Paul's not planning to run the thing forever. He's just going to start it, just so you know, so don't be worried. He's not leaving. 1 Corinthians 9 says this, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious, non-religious, meticulists, moralists, Loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. That's the goal, right? I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. You may want to be in on that. 
I want to be in on what God's doing. I want to be in on whatever those good works that he has planned for me to do. I want to be in on that. How do we do it? We do it by entering their world and experiencing things from their point of view. Paul says that one of the ways to lead people to Christ is to serve them. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. We can serve people in many ways. We can show them Christ's love and acceptance when they walk through the doors. We can take time to talk to them because every person matters, right? We can give them practical help and meals. We can pray for them. We're starting something else this year and we're calling them Serve Days, where as a whole church, for one Saturday, we're going to choose some projects in our community that we can all, anyone who wants to be involved, can come and serve in our community. We hope that you would love to get involved in that. You know, one of the most wonderful things about getting in people's worlds and serving them and then seeing them come to Christ is that as they find Christ and as they walk with him, I know this has happened in my life, they find true freedom. Has that happened in anyone else's life? Just a couple of you. As I've walked with him, I have found true freedom, which is actually another one of the core values in our church, and you know, there is not much that is better than becoming free. Oh yeah. And God is totally committed to bringing freedom into people's lives. Some of you know my testimony. For those who don't, I, was, I lived the majority of my life not free. Actually, it's not the majority now because I'm old. I've forgotten about that. Can't tell my testimony. <laughs> I have to tell it differently now. Years, 20-something years, bound by fear, intimidation, shyness, refused to speak in public, refused to speak in public. (laughs) And then God set me free. He set me free. That's what he does. So growth is about two things. It's about growing numerically seeing people come to Christ, but that's not it. Growth is also about us being on a continual journey of personal growth and change. Is anyone into that? I want to grow internally. I I want to allow God to transform me. I want to get to heaven and know that I've done everything he wanted me to do. And I didn't step back and step and, and, and not do all of the things he had for me because I was too afraid. Or because I, I wasn't willing to let go of some things that, that I needed to let go of. I want to be transformed and changed. I like to say it like this. I want to have a different set of problems this year than the ones I had last year. Anyone? Yeah, some of you long for that. Jesus can do that for you. He can. 
Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. That means everything changes when people are connected to Jesus. So that, not so that we can turn up to church. Not for that reason. So that you can do the good things he planned for you long ago. You are created anew so that you can do all of the things he created for you to do. Sometimes the good things he has for us, we don't even get to them because we aren't open to growing and changing and and letting go of things that we need to let go of and allowing God to transform us because let me tell you one thing, you cannot do it in your own strength and by your own just willpower. You need more than willpower. I need more than willpower, I need God power. Holy Spirit power. It's not just trying harder, it's allowing Jesus in. Maybe you don't think it's possible. This is just the way it is, Mel. This is just the way it is. This is just the way it's got to be. This is just the way it's always been. You know what? I don't believe it. I don't. Addiction, oppression, depression, financial mess, relationship breakdown, anxiety issue. It's not just the way it is. Or maybe you don't think that God can do it. With man... It's impossible. But with God, how many things? All. All, all, and all things are possible. All things are possible. Or maybe we don't want to give him access and and surrender to him. I have a friend who is a very successful minister. Very successful leads, speaks, runs, uh, co-leads an organisation. She had years of, she, 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 she was suffered so badly from rejection, but she was healed, set free, and she's living a full life now because she decided to let the transforming power of God change her world. But guess what? It was a decision that she had to make because everything starts, the whole journey to growth and transformation starts with one thing. It's a decision. The decision. Deuteronomy 1.6 says, When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. Is there anyone here today who's been camping at some place that God is saying to you, you've been here camping here in this situation, in this mindset, in this way of living, in this whatever it might be, dot, 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 you insert it. Is there anyone that has been and God is saying you've been at this mountain for long enough. It's time to break camp. That means you pack up the tent, you pack it all up, and you move on. Move on. 
Moving and growing, it starts with a decision, as I've already said. If we do nothing, nothing will change. It's small steps, but it's movement. It's taking a step. It's taking another step. It's taking another step. Paul and I did Bible, full-time Bible college in 1988. And the thing that most of us, that, the thing that we both remember more than anything else, I'm not sure that the people that ran the college would be happy to hear me say this, was a visiting speaker who came in and he just said, guys, just keep taking one step in front of the other. Just keep taking a step. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter, just keep, just keep walking forward, just keep walking toward God. Don't give up, don't lie down, don't sit down. Some of you have to just keep walking. Because it's small steps. Exodus 23, 30, when the children of Israel, Israel got into the promised land, God said this to them because there were still enemies in that land. He said, I will drive them out a a little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. I will drive them out a little at a time. What does that mean? It means that there is a process to personal growth. You don't just all of a sudden, one day, have a magical prayer prayed over you and you go from this to that where you want to be. It's a little at a time. It's a process. You don't just land over there because it's all about the process. Life is about the process. Without the process, our muscles wouldn't grow. Without the process, We wouldn't increase enough and learn enough and change enough and keep, when something tries to knock us down, get back up so that we possess all that God has for us. All that God has for us. Okay. Come up, band. I want to talk to you from Psalm 126 as I finish this morning. talking about growth and transformation. And the reason I want to talk about Psalm 126 is that it describes the journey that God took his kids on. And it's a journey that he takes us on, all of us. They were exiled. In other words, they were captive. And they weren't free. And then God brought them out. He, he actually brought them back. He gave them their freedom. He set them free. And that's what he does. He brings freedom to our lives if we will cooperate with him and move on. You know, we run a group called a freedom group here at church. We'd like to run more than one if people, enough people are interested in it. Because all of us, every single person, even you, even me, we all need God to touch our lives. 
and set us free in some way. So anyway, this is Psalm 126. It says this, When the Lord brought back His exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. It was like a dream. See, I've lived bound, afraid, intimidated. And that might not be your thing, but it might be something else. And I've lived free. And I want to tell you, it's as different as the day and the night. And, and it's, you can't even explain it in words. Because people look at you and they just don't understand. It, the change that God brings to a person's life is sometimes unexplainable. Until you've experienced it, you can't comprehend it. But the psalmist describes it like this. He says, when, when God took us out of captivity, it was like a dream. And some of you, it's like you've dreamt. If only my life could be that way. If only I wasn't hindered and and." And these things that just keep coming at me. If only my life could be that way. It can. Because when God sets a person free, it's like, it's like a dream. It's like the dream that you wanted to live. But it's not a dream anymore. It's reality. It's real. It says, then it goes on, it says, we were filled with laughter. And we sang for joy. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Your life can be filled with laughter. Yes, and it can be joyful. Yes. And then other nations said, let me paraphrase, the people around me, the people that that saw me in captivity, they said, what amazing things the Lord has done. And I said, yeah, that's right. He has done amazing things. What joy. Because I didn't have joy, but now I have joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. When God moves in our lives, it's a testimony. It's a testimony to so many things. The power of God, the the goodness of God, the loving kindness and mercy of God. And He makes you free because He wants you free. But every single thing God does in our lives, He does because He loves us and because He wants us to help other people. Because you're not here for you only. You're here for others. And and people who don't even know God, but know you, will go, my gosh. My gosh, what's happened to you? Well, let me tell you what's happened to me. And then people get come to know Jesus. And I want to prophesy streams of living water over you today. Refreshing. New wells of joy, vision and dreams. That scripture goes on to say, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. And some of you last year, you planted a lot of tears. Well, I want to declare over you today that 2020 will be a year of harvest with shouts of joy. You wept as you went out planting your seed, but you will sing as you return with the harvest. There is a harvest. There is a river. There are wells of joy and salvation coming. 
in Jesus' name. A harvest in your world, a harvest in your finances, in your business, in your relationships, in your career, in your dreams. You know, it's, I'm not offering a magic pill. It's just God. And it's just a process. And it's just one decision at a time. And it's just choosing Him. And it, it's not just an overnight, woohoo, because that's what we all want. Because it doesn't actually work that way. It does actually work that way occasionally. But God decides when that happens. And that's not the normal, that's the exception. You stick with the, stick with the journey. So, get connected with Jesus. Get connected with Jesus. Get connected with people. Because you cannot do it on your own. And we are here to be connected with you and to work with you and to love you to walk with you because that's how God planned it. You may be here this morning and you, the first, you you may not even be connected with Jesus. And that's the first and most important step for every human being to make connection with Jesus Christ. It's the beginning of everything. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.